Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Podnotes podcast. Hello. Evening. It is Monday evening, so that means it's time for another Podnotes podcast. Today, we've got two special guests, so let's introduce the cast. First off, obviously, we've got Flynn. Got white side in the room. Duff man. Cooks is here. And Melv's in the house. That's right, Melvin Cooks in the house. Good to see you. So... We've got a few topics to cover today. I hope everyone's good, so let's get straight into it. What's that music? What's that all about, Paul? I think it's a thread from last week. We're going to carry on. Oh, yeah. So on the subject of what? Psychedelics and weird happenings in your brain. What's dreams, yeah. isn't it? So dreams are meant to be connected to that world, aren't they? It's true, actually. I was thinking about that. How mad that was. It was a really good podcast. I really enjoyed listening back to that as well. But yeah, dreams, mad. All of us have very vivid dreams that you remember. Some stick Definitely. out, some more than others. And, but like, what's the science behind it? What's it all about? It always like perplexes me. Who interprets these dreams? So you have these dream books or you Google it. What does this dream mean? So does anyone know the history I know, behind that? Where I know that how from? they get interpreted. Okay. Lisa didn't speak to me for three days once because she had a dream that I cheated on her. Oh, I get that. That is yeah. so <laughs> weird because that's happened to me. Yeah. Honestly, God, John, I don't know where that went. I've been punched when Justine's woke up before now. She had a dream I had an affair. She, I actually woke up and, and Carol said to me, I'm not talking to you. And, and then she realised like sometime later that it was because she'd had a dream. <laughs> Moving on to... The science part of things, like Duffman said before, what is the science behind dreams? So the answer to that is there isn't much science behind dreams and a lot of neuroscientists just have not discovered what dreams mean. A lot of it's just pseudoscience and guessing work. However, one fact I know is that most dreams happen in REM state, which is when your brain waves are lowest. I think it's gamma rays. And that um, invites more dreams. That's why it happens at REM. Yeah, it's very similar to the psychedelic scenario. You're in that dream state when you when you take the psychedelics. So obviously it's the same thing. And you have tryptamine in your, your pineal gland that leaks out throughout the night and gives you your dreams. It is connected. Cugs, what's the history? Can you tell us? Well, the oldest written evidence of how people interpreted dreams goes back to Egypt and Mesopotamia. So they used to record everything, inscriptions, documents, texts, and dream books. And that was so that they could always have a, a record of it. And it was an important place in government, religion, and obviously in, in those times, like in their daily lives as well. So but they would actually make decisions with the government from dreams that people would have. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just how it's, it's being interpreted and like recorded for like historical purposes. Yeah. It's a fascinating subject, isn't it? It's surreal. Yeah, it I is. I think what Flynn said before is, is makes perfect sense as well because with scientists, if you don't know something, the best thing to say is you don't know rather than try and put a theory to it. Why would you uh, do that when you can start a whole religion and monetize it? Why would you yeah. do that? I know. It's mad. I know the uh, apparently we only dream for about two hours of a night as well. Oh, two hours yeah. of a night but what interests me is dream recall i know after the turn, after the turn of last century sigmund freud published his book the interpretation of dreams so he, he's the first one who tried to like put some kind of theoretical structure to it and he said then that basically is that it 
dreams reflect the unconscious mind. And I think Carl Gustav Jung elaborated on that and said it it also reflects the desires of people because apparently I've read I've read in places that if you dream of an aircraft, what it translates to with the shape of the aircraft, you you're thinking about sex. <laughs> Honest to God, it's it's, it's strange. Yeah. Whatever something can mean something in your mind. Are you telling, trying to tell me that yours hasn't got wings? Not at the moment. It's a strange thing, definitely. And apparently women have more frequent recall than men. And that, John, backs up what we've just been discussing about. I've never got up and said to me, I'm not talking to you. Because I had the dream last night that you were playing away. Just the next day, years in the future. Yeah. Oh, remember that time. Yeah. yeah. You had an affair on <laughs> In a dream. <laughs> yeah. In my mind. The dream recall, that's the most frustrating part for me. Yeah. Don't, you hate it when you wake up. Like, I was having a brilliant dream. And you can't yeah. remember what it was about or anything like that. But then other times you're just walking down the street and you go, well, I've just broke a dream and it's come back to me. Wow. Incredible <laughs> point there, John. Actually... <laughs> Dreams, you have a dream every night. And funnily enough about recall, it's only the dreams that you remember is the dreams that you actually speak about. We're dreaming every night and we only remember 2% of it or something. Okay, so what about like when you have, or you've had a dream years ago? I'm, I'm talking 20, 30 years before. And you can still recall it. No, and then it's like ones? a deja vu. Where like the next, you do something and you go, hang on, I've, I've dreamt this, I've felt this before. You know, that's, that's all, for me, that's all interconnected. I think, but do you wonder, like, you see like that, that mysticism, is that what sparked the fact that dreams became mythology? It, is that how yeah. the power of something like the happening to someone 3,000 years ago, is that why this folklores and fables It's a good point, John, because all, all of the main civilizations like greek and roman they've all got like the the god of dreams like morpheus and i think somnus is the, the god of sleep in rome and hypnosis the god of dreams so john's right with that point there do you think the digital mm. world attaches us a little bit away from our dreams it definitely moment? messes up your yeah. sleep that blue light off the telly and your, yeah. your phones and stuff you're not getting the same quality of sleep i'm a firm believer as well that dreams from my own experience are triggered and you have like the sunspot cycle every 11 years i think if something traumatic happens in your life you're going to have a, like a purple patch of your life of dreams. Because when my mum passed away nearly 30 years ago, it must have been for like months I kept on having dreams that she was still alive. And I'd wake up in the morning and I'd think, and then it just hit me that she was gone. Mm. And that happened for a considerable amount of time. Do you believe that someone who's died can come back to you in a dream and, and, and visit you? Do you know you? what, Paul? That's a really good point because after after a certain one, after me, me dad had passed away five years later, I got like a message off him that, he was telling me that everything was all right. He was, you know, me and your mum were back together now, lad. So, See, right, I, I believe that when we talk yeah, about stuffing with the psychedelics and that, I believe that your energy carries on and I do believe that you visited. Like, that happened to yeah. me. I Rest in peace, Tom Huxley, a good mate of mine. You met him yeah. uh, and he died in an accident. He came off a cliff in the Great Horn. And I had a dream one night and I was just sitting in a beer garden talking to him about how he had his accident. I hadn't seen him for two years. And like I remember, it was dead vivid. I could smell the cigarettes he was smoking. I could taste the beer we were both drinking, sitting in a pub beer garden, like the wasps and you felt yeah. the sun on your face. And he was describing it. And I got massive, it was freaked me out for two or three days. But I got massive comfort from that. And I was, 
whether that's the spirit world connecting with me or whether it's just my brain releasing something to help John, you cope when with it's the that trauma. Vi- when it's that vivid, sorry, Paul, when it's that vivid, it's almost tangible, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Have you ever had a dream and you get up and you don't know if you're back, if it's reality or not because you were that convinced by yeah. it? Mm. And you're like, oh, did that actually happen? Do you know, it, it's bizarre, isn't it? it? Is. So I asked Flynn the other morning when we were doing a little bit of homework for this, had you had any dreams that you think might have come true? And what did you tell me? So there was this one night and I had a dream that I actually got et by a lizard. <laughs> so it's a very strange dream. But anyway, I was looking into it because I was dead freaked out by it. And I looked into it and the meaning of a lizard in a dream is danger. Anyway, long story short, something happened the next day, which I experienced danger. I can't really go into it much, but dreams kind of tell you the future because... Have you ever had a dream where you've like saw a place and then say it might be weeks, months, years later, you see that place that you saw in the dream? Mm. I just think that's crazy. Anyway, because I know I like to link stuff with religion a lot in the podcast and I do at least once, is that dreams are in a lot of the biggest religions and myth as Mel, as John said. Premonitions and stuff. Premonitions and it does create folklore, but in Christianity, when it... Jesus is about to be, bo- be born. An angel, angel Gabriel, comes down. You're gonna, you're gonna have a son, and you're gonna call him Jesus, and it happens. So, dreams could be something. Well, they are something supernatural, but they could be something from someone higher. That's what Do I. You know think. what I love? I love when one of the dogs has a dream. Yeah. yeah, I just love. I just it never doesn't entertain yeah. me watching your dog lying on like chasing things. Well, yeah, well, when we go back to frequencies, then don't yeah. we dream frequency? Yeah. Do we tune into a different frequency, and that lets us be able to channel other stuff? Whether it's a premonition, whether it's someone come back to visit you, their energy comes back to visit you. I think it's a very interesting subject that we're on a dream frequency. It's definitely there. Do you know that heavy marijuana users? don't have dreams because and as soon as they stop the marijuana the dreams come back because there must be again linked to psychoactive substance substance is blocking because basically they're in a dream state throughout the day and so they don't dream I'm just wondering what kind of lizard it was that if it was a Komodo dragon something really bad happened Mm. I think if it was a gecko (laughs) the Mesopotamians or the Greeks or whoever were the the dream interpreters would have a Fucked up time trying to work out my dreams. Do you want to do you know what I dreamt about last night? And it stuck with me. I dreamt I was with three other people. I was flying down a canyon like Superman, like sort of in like a wings, like in Superman. Oh, you, like it's about to go round. Do yeah. you mean flying supernaturally or flying no, just in like flying a... in like your tracky or something? What, like R. Kelly without yeah. wings. <laughs> and I'm going down there, and him. there was some sort of nuclear bomb, and I had to stop it. So I stopped it, and I sat it in this like shallow river. Did you watch Superman the night before? And I drank the radiation out of it. What the hell's that all about? Did you have a monster energy before? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you were watching Superman, I think, the night before. So anyone got any punchy dreams that they can remember of last that is like really unusual and can't make sense of it? Yeah, I've got one that's just it just came to me. Then this is do you remember years ago in the mid 80s, you used to watch neighbours and home and away. Right, I admit that now. Yeah. Guilty pleasure. And I was there was a girl who lived in our crescent, I'm not gonna name her. Uh, but she was absolutely lovely, really was. And I was in my I was in my mum and dad's bedroom looking out in the field to see who was playing footy. 
And uh, for some reason, I had been binoculars. For some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, the guy has got a name I'm for this. I'm looking to see who's, and it's called to see. <laughs> now, I'm looking to see who's playing on the field, right? Okay, Mel, we believe you. And all of a sudden, this girl was in camera shots, and she was like that to me. So I'm like looking, and she's beckoning me. So I put my gla- I put my binoculars down, went out over onto the field, and then chased her. She made me chase her all around the Fucking field. And when I caught it's her, where's this belt? No, when I caught her, when I caught her, I turned around and went to kiss her. And when I kissed her, and it was brilliant and all that, and then I withdrew myself away from her. It was Helen Daniels off Neighbours. Oh, is that, that the Al that one? Is, yeah. yeah, the Al one of Neighbours. It was a weird dream. Oh, that's that's, that's no, a true basically dream what that had, says was God, you had a thing for older women. That I was in yeah. a bull. Milf hunter. Yeah. Honest oh, to God. Oh, Anyone right. else? It was terrifying. Do you know what? I, did, I had a mad one. Went through a bit of a period of a job, but just weren't feeling it. Didn't like it at all. And I had this dream. And I had a dream I was in I was in a place like in a in an apartment somewhere with two mates. And we couldn't get out. One of the lads was in an abusive relationship with this woman. But every time we went to get to the door, she'd come with gifts and, like, put a warm blanket around us and stuff. And I was thinking, that's, like, the job security that you can't break away from and, like, you didn't want to leave your mates on your own and stuff. I didn't put two and two together at the time, but it stuck with me. And I thought, yeah, see, your brain is telling you stuff like it's right. My brain was obviously saying, no, get out. It might feel uncomfortable, but make the jump. That stuck with me for a long time, but it wasn't as good as your Helen Daniels non-story. Oh, that, that no. was odd. That was weird, that. No, do you remember I used to have, like, a, a recurring dream? And it was, like, a, say, like, a Godzilla-type creature would come up Camberley Drive. And the only way that we could, like, save ourselves was to hide behind the telly. And that was a, a dream I had more than once. What it meant, I've got absolutely no idea. But it, it was a that, that's one that's that that really sticks because it's happened more than once. Can I just cut in and say there's no need for nightmares? There's just no need. For I was it. just gonna say, John. There's more. We're only touching on the surface here. There's there's daydreams. There's night terrors. Nightmares. Yeah. Th- there's different. Uh, do you know what I mean? There's an to, umbrella to get it? up and go to the toilet, and come out of a dream and then go back to sleep and go back in it. Really? I've done that quite often. No, now. no, that's no. skillful. That's yeah. wet in the bed. That you haven't <laughs> actually woke up. <laughs> Touching on daydreams, there. I, me personally, I have daydreams all the time. I don't know about anyone else. I don't know whether it's I'm imaginative or I something. But I like constantly. I just daydream. Say like when something's boring or something. That's just something does, I do. Does it involve Mel's binoculars? No, mine's when I'm driving the bus. When. So um, <laughs> that's good to know health and safety there on Melv. Yeah, nightmares are, are a good one as well. Maybe nightmares are trying to warn you, but dreams are trying to awaken you to, like John said, go and do something that's uncomfortable. But I think dreams are telling us that we're more than this. We're not just humans. We've got a spirit to us, and I yeah, think that's what point. it's trying to tell us. Well, what are, the analogy that you're using there, what if like a dream is saying, like, aspire to be and try and do anything that you can. And a nightmare is like, I'm going, listen, just have a think about what you do and take a step back. Yeah, it's almost like it, it's a warning, a nightmare, yeah. to, to obviously you keep know, it on toes. It's like a primeval thing. Isn't yeah, it? whereas like, like a dream is like, mode. listen, there's something out there that you can achieve. Go and strive for it. A nightmare is like, listen, there might be something a little bit, you know, going on at the back. Just start taking it easy. So if anyone would like to send the dreams in, 
or if anyone can interpret why Melv was necking neck Helen Daniels. Yeah. Why, why not Because he was going to get eaten yeah. by Godzilla and why the hell yeah. I was drinking radiation. I'd love to know that. Send us in your dreams. And why does, an, why does apparently in dreams, why does an aircraft relate to a... A know, sausage? The male gender. The male, male okay. member. And like Flynn said with the, the lizard, for, you know, for time. Why do they add danger. to that? So send, no, send, if anyone's got a, a dream story and it comes through, we'd be incessant to hear about it as well. Can I touch back on reality TV now? 007, A Road to a Million. It's just come out. Is that a like, new show on Amazon, yeah? It is. And I'd like to know what everyone's thoughts are on it. Uh, so this is the new Amazon show, 007 Road to a Million. It's a reality show with a million pound prize, is it? Yeah, so basically it's contestants from various backgrounds. Now, there's, there's quite a few contestants. Yeah, there's nine teams, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. There's nine teams. And it's the sort of wage structure is based on like who wants to be a millionaire. So for each yeah. stage, it goes like 5,000, like 5, 10,000, 10, 25, 50, yeah. until you get to a million. Yeah. So anyway, we were all given our homework. Who, who did it? First of all, I'd record it. It's sort of like a James Bond film. I have recently actually just went through and watched all the Daniel Craig James Bond film. By the way, Daniel Craig is the best James Bond. Yeah, That's yeah, a fact. Yeah. And I was watching it and I just love James Bond. I think it's an amazing and what an amazing experience it would be to be the James Bond actor. So the filming and scenery of it is amazing. And when you look at this new 007 reality TV series, it's very similar, and that's what makes it so involved in it. That's where re reality TV can be good. Because you can see yourself in that Yeah, role. you can. Flynn, can I ask what you watched it on? Did you just like watch it on, on like a, yeah. an iPad or something? Or on on, on my telly. telly. It's on Amazon yeah. Prime, yeah. Yeah, well, I watched it on, on my iPad. I've watched three episodes. Flynn's spot on. Apparently, I don't know whether it's just an advantage I gained watching it on my iPad. But you can press this thing, <coughs> X-ray, and it gives you all like trivia and all that. And uh, I have done my own work here, boss, right? Okay. Obviously, the, this was supposed to be something in episode available. one where they were in Gravina in Puglia, Italy. Yep. Uh, they were at the, the Ponte Aquadetto, which was seen in No Time to Die. Apparently, yeah, used yeah. in No Time to yeah. Die. There was a car chase in it, something. I haven't seen that film yet, to be fair. I'm not a big James Bond aficionado. Uh, so, I think that was the last film, wasn't it? 2021, No Time to Die. At the beginning of the episode one as well, they used the dots that they used on Doctor No. Uh, and you know, and when you press trivia, it gives you trivia, and there's all kinds of props as well. James Bond props in every episode. It's so fascinating. on the iPad, that allows you to, to interact. With yeah, it. there's like a little icon that you press that says X-ray, and then it comes up with scenes and like which particular contestants. It was Joey and James Bone. Oh yeah, yeah, you the know, Bone brothers, the, yeah. the two girls. Bone, yeah. James Bone. You, you can't actually <laughs> do that on those. <laughs> when you're watching it on the TV. <laughs> You can actually access the uh, the X-ray. Oh, so it's an interactive button. It's on your <coughs> And it goes up in levels. Like, I think that these two uh, Asian girls, they failed at the first hurdle yeah, yeah. in the Hebrides. The questions have been really interesting as well. Yeah, the historical yeah. questions would and be right, right of right, yours right. and Flynn's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The only one I couldn't get spot on was the, how long the snake was, because obviously it wasn't yeah, there. Was you a know, difficult one, yeah. The Python, but I loved... If it was it, a plane, you would have been all right, though. What I like about it, I'm not a big reality TV fan. Delete that. <laughs> I'm not a big reality TV fan, but I like this because it's it's normal people by the looks of it. It's not like celebrities sitting in a house and eating lice and whatever. Uh, but in episode two, there was a, a good point where, I don't know whether you've seen it, it was the two police officers. One of them went Sweating. to a... Uh, like What's a, wrong with that? Not like a bodega, but it was like a... 
like a mobile like bar basically and he went up asking for this place called uh, Tripa Peroni or something. So the barman turned around and went, Two Peroni. It was dead funny. And then yeah. I've watched episode three and there's a question there. They were in Istanbul, some of them. The Bear Skull, the two girls. Ben and Beth, I think their names are, they were uh, former nurses or they are nurses and they had to decide whether this skull, what animal, circus animal it belonged to. But I've quite enjoyed it and I will be continuing to watch it. But what I thought was extremely good, and it's the points I'm just going to go over, you two have just touched on. It's endorsed by the movie franchise. So it's a no Aeon, expense yeah. Yeah. spare thing. It's yeah. The music is fantastic. The scenery Brian and location. Cox. Brian yeah. Cox is amazing. Yeah. And we could all see ourselves in their shoes. And I like the diversity of people in it as well. And it just showed that everyone's the same underneath. <clears throat> they all want a bit of bond. Yeah. They all want a bit of security and money and they all had the same sort of ethos going into it and that's what I found really good about it. Yeah. We well, could all I, see ourselves in their when shoes. When I seen Paul that it was Brian Cox when the, when the cast came up and, and it was Brian Cox, I was thinking, surely not like, you know, things can only get better. You know, the, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the astrophysicist, the space liar. And it was, it wasn't, it was the, it was the established actor. So, so yeah, we got our homework assignments. I tried watching a little bit of it today. It does look interesting. But it was so staged. Yeah, I think you have to let the characters. They, they, it's rough to start at the, until they fall into the mode. I was exactly where you are because I'm watching it and it's like all like the camera angles and like it, everything. It was just... after episode one that mellows though. I must admit that was a. a I was nearly not across the line. With that it was myself. the first thing that it made. It was like, hang on, this just all looks it's like right for this next scene. We're gonna have you trying to find uh, this street in Venice. Uh, and asking all people do you speak English and God, but you know, know yourself how daunting it is when you first come on your first podcast so when you watch the first one you can see it's navy yeah but when they settle into the roles and they play the game it really settles down and it's good so anyone who watches at home who thinks that get past the first episode and you'll be groovy but some of the things they've had to do as well did you see that girl Flynn who had to climb up the crane and it wasn't and even a ladder it was actually the, the, like the stanchions were she, had, she had like a harness on yeah and and I don't know whether you've watched the, the latest episode, but he goes to Rio and he's also, he's got to get on top of a cable car, like two two thousand feet up. John. I mean, I haven't watched it, so I haven't and really watched got it, anything. John, to no. I, I don't. I don't watch telly. Detention, uh. John. Detention. <laughs> Detention. Yeah, yeah. Are you a James Bond fan, John? Not particularly. No. No. I don't. I don't. I'll watch them if I have to. Yeah. I, don't, I just haven't had a chance to watch. I started it, watching them from the start a couple of months back. The night Paul told you, and I got yeah, to live in my time. I'm still. I'm still not to live. What I would time. say about Bond is, I don't mind it. I like it. If it's on, I'll watch it. But I just find there's something. I feel like I like the retro feel of it. Do you know, like all the movie for like Born Identities tried to come in and out bomb bombed, hasn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it doesn't grab me. I don't, I don't know mm. what it is. It, it was, I was more sci-fi, more sci-fi than I, that. I played around with the AI a little bit, and I asked it to make me a car with every Bond gadget that's ever been on movie, and it did it. And it's amazing the picture. I'll, I'll put it up on the socials. Was it a Ford Orion Gaia? <laughs> it was, yeah. So go around the room then. Your best Bond, Flynn. Movie or actor? No, actor. Best Bond actor, Daniel Craig. Mel? I'm torn between Connery and Craig, to be honest. Craig. Grace Jones. <laughs> I'm Craig, Daniel Craig all day long. Oh, I've got a soft spot for Moore and Connery there on level pegging spot. I think 
for edginess and all round, it's Craig. Moore was just dead slimy. But it, it suited it that time. Times. It was slimy, slimy times. times. <laughs> yeah. And with that, let's move to the sponsors. Quickly, yeah. <laughs> At Broadway Carpets and Flooring, we literally roll out the red carpets for our customers. Check out our huge range of carpets and flooring available at great prices. Plus, we also offer a free home estimate too. Visit broadway45carpets.com or check us out on Facebook at 45 Broadway Carpets. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Lost in Music. Music, 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 music. So this week, on number one spot, we've got our very own Melv. What did you pick, Melv? I think I, the track is from 1988. It's from the Living Years album, so it's Michael and Mechanics. And it's got the marvellous Paul Young on the vocals. He, he was only 53 when he passed away, Paul. Not the Paul Young from No Parley fame, you know. Yeah. That's you know the camp on Rob. The original Paul <laughs> Young who was in Sad Cafe. Uh, He's on the vocals and it's called uh, Nobody's Perfect. Gentlemen, gentlemen, please. Can you please support the notion of what I'm saying here? That the person here in question must be an angel here on earth. If they can't see a human being, for what a human being is really worth. Oh, gentlemen, please. Proper 80s disco yeah, tech, that is, it? Yeah, my mullet just grew an inch there. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Excuse me. <laughs> was it your plane or your mullet? It was my mullet. Yeah. Both. Have you got a choice this week? My track is from the Beatles, Let It Be. Tune. Great tune. Add that, Cogs. On the subject of that, has anybody else listened to that podcast, Paul McCartney, Behind the Lyrics? Yes. Uh-huh. Really, really good, really isn't good. it? Yeah. yeah. If you like Beatles then have a listen to that. It's Paul McCartney behind the lyrics where he explains the lyrics behind the songs. It's, all it's, dead, it's dead concise little yeah, episodes, Yeah, it's easy, isn't it? isn't it? It's little bite-sized jobs. It's cool, yeah. The so, new song's gone to number one, hasn't it? That now has and it? Then. Yeah, it's so number yeah. one now. Now and then, yeah. yeah. So I've been with that back down the funk road again this week. Nice. So I've gone for it. I Want Your Love by Sheik, but the Demetrian Palace version. I want nice. I want you your want plane. You want to dance out of the kitchen when that's on, don't you? No. You do, in your undies. <laughs> right, the next one sent in over Facebook was Lisa Potter, and it was suspended by, is that Sampa or Sampha? I think it's Sampha. Sampha. Yeah. Okay, so add that one to the playlist for us, well. please, Cugs. And Cugs, what's your one for this week? A nice little bit of uh, ambient music with a little bit of a beat to it, and it's Water from a Vine Leaf by William Orbit. Oh, yeah. 
found myself suddenly waking up. There are four young girls giving me water from a vine leaf, just dropping it onto my tongue. Did a lot of production with Madonna, didn't he? Um, my lost in music this week is uh, to check out G Geddes on G Force Radio. Have a listen to the show on Friday nights seven till nine. If you like your house music, shout out to G. Can you send me a link and I'll put that in the description? I will do now. Yeah, yeah, I will do. Right, and that was this week's lost in music. It's a, it's a constant, please, it's an F for fuck you, because Vorderman's out of the BBC. Yeah, controversial, controversial. Yeah. yeah, what do we think of it? I mean, Carol Vorderman obviously had a bit to say on Suella Braverman. I'll be honest, John, I, I, I didn't even know she was Welsh. Yeah. She's from Rill. She's from Bedford. She was born in Bedford, apparently, but grew up in Prestatton. Yeah. But I didn't know. I honestly didn't know she was Welsh. She's from a single-parent family. Yeah. She's of an age where it was uncommon for girls to go to university. She didn't just go to university. She smashed it, didn't yeah. she? And she's broke yeah. through the class ceiling, the sexism ceiling. She's done fantastically well. A lot's made of how she looks and how she dresses in the media. I don't think you should dwell on that. You've got to dwell on the things that she does positive. Because so much is made of, oh, look, she's wearing this or she's wearing that. But behind that... That's not, one of, that's not of anyone's business. That's not of anyone's business. business. That's no, the point no. I'm making. During lockdown, she released all sorts of like maths classes for kids online for free. For free. Mm. You know, how many people were monetizing online content when we were all stuck at home? She didn't. She's called out that Michelle Moan, who incidentally last week, she admitted the links to those PPI companies that she denied all links with for two years. She called out... Michelle Moan's one of the... She's a peer in the House of Lords. That's a powerful enemy to make. Yeah. You know, so like tell, tell us about why she resigned from the BBC from a radio she, job. She resigned from the B, uh, radio show on the BBC because she had responded to comments made by Suella Braverman, hadn't she? And basically, you were not allowed to be political if you you can't show she up done that on social media yeah, the BBC she, she did guide, it on twitter the guidelines, yeah. she did it on twitter but if you work for the bbc you're not allowed they changed to change the guidelines when lineker yeah. but without changing their contract as well i believe what i find so refreshing about carol vorderman is when she speaks about the powers that be and what the wrongs that they do she talks the truth and they don't like her, so obviously it's a way of trying to silence her. I'm telling you now, some of the stuff she said, if she went for Prime Minister, I'd vote her in right now, and I've never voted for anyone in my life because I don't believe in the political system. Just about childhood poverty and stuff, you know, she's a big defender of children. That She's come from nothing, and she was forged in university herself, and she's a voice for the people, and they don't like it when the people have a voice, and she's used her platform to, to voice what we all think. This whole BBC thing, it's basically censorship. They've got no freedom of speech. Yeah, And right. surely, like, if you're in a position, 
they're not in a position of power, but they're, they're obviously like their their fame puts them on a whole other platform. People will listen, and as you say, if it came to a vote for an outlet for to be prime minister, I'd vote. Not only because like she's got like quite a lot to say, but because she's fit as well. <laughs> I knew he was going to oh, say that. Always helps. <laughs> she's fitter than Helen Daniels. Like <laughs> props to her for using a freedom of speech because I am a massive advocate of freedom of speech. I think it you should, can't say that. I think it should be complete and utter freedom of speech. I think freedom of speech there should be no involvement from the government whatsoever. You got these policies like breach of peace, hate speech, and they come across as. Um, a wolf in sheep's clothing you think oh yeah that's a good idea but they start grabbing and grabbing and grabbing until you've got absolutely no freedom of speech you have got a good point there Flynn because the problem with too much censorship is the extreme unpleasant views then get driven underground and they get romanticised and then more people jump on those bad ideas. Yeah. Whereas if they're, at least if they're out there, they're out there to be the challenged. The First Amendment is yeah. a massive thing, and that's why I really like America, because of the First Amendment. Freedom of speech, there might be consequences against society, but the government should have no consequences whatsoever. If I was Prime Minister, I'd make that first But if thing. I use the Second Amendment to pop a cap in your ass? <laughs> what would you like to see a next move be? It doesn't involve aeroplanes. Before we move on to our next move will be, I, I was quite impressed with what she said in in the light of her resignation, that she would not be silenced and that she's politically independent because she has got a litany of political views against I think she'd various make a good governments, politician, but various parties. They'd accept it into that system. It, because yeah. the system's so corrupt, we can't have some, we can't have a people's champion anymore, can we? She'd be good as a, like a, as a host of a, a devil's advocate type programme where it was like, like a question time, but, but a she was on bit question more, time. But I think if she was a host, I think she'd be very, very good at like introducing different topics, and she'd be quite open to opinions. And if there was something that she didn't agree with, I think she would just just go straight at, at them and say, "Listen, this is my view of not yeah, believing that that's the right thing to say." I would like to see, you know, the way that she has immobilized and helped with child education like with the math stuff that she does and all that, wouldn't it be great, given the way she is about the politics, I think it would be great if she mobilised younger people to vote, to get involved in politics yeah. for the right reasons. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. she's clearly got clout and media yeah. presence. I'd like to see her do something like that. On question times, yeah. You know what was disappointing? Sorry, Mel, but like, Sorry, you know John. the way Brand came out and yeah. he had all these yeah. ideas, yeah. but then went, oh, no, I don't vote. I'm not. I wouldn't tell anyone to vote. But that's not really providing a solution. I think somebody no. somebody who could help to... It's kind of brushing under the carpet, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but if she, I think that she could do some good there. She doesn't come across like she's got any skeletons, like potentially Brand could have had, like we've yeah. discussed in the past on the yeah. board, haven't we? So. Well, that's the thing. I think that's why she's so out there. She's, she's not afraid to be out there. Maybe she just doesn't. And she's probably been judged her whole life as a woman, you know, mm. with a working-class background operating in these circles. Maybe she's lived the experience for so many years that if it was coming out, it'd come out by now. So Ford's yes or no? No then? Good good cat? I think so, yeah. I was just going to say, uh, on question time, apparently she criticised all three parties mm. uh, for the hypocrisy because they were taking donations off non-domiciled taxpayers. No, we're not off homeless people. They're all the same. They're all... Yeah. They're and, all and that's why she says she's... Different colour she ties. Called, that's she called the Tory government different. a despicable government. 
Yeah. And then, the same, and then went on to say same. she's now politically independent. The whole so, system needs so to she gets, overhaul. She gets a yay from me, like. Yeah. Tugs. Yay. Yeah, vowel and a consonant for me, please. Yeah, I think she's good. Good yeah. on here for using a freedom of speech. Yeah, well done, yeah. Well done, but into boards. Christmas on the horizon. Oh, it is. We're going to talk about games, consoles, old and new stuff, man. Yeah. Do, 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 do. So, yeah, Christmas is coming. Um, it's that time of year where if you've got kids, you're getting pestered for the latest PlayStations, yeah. Nintendos, Xbox. PlayStations and Xbox. Uh, personally, I mean, what's your experience of gaming, Melv? During the early 80s, I, I, a mate of mine who was like a computer nerd got me into gaming. No, with the ZX Spectrum and all that, playing oh, Frogger right. and Donkey Kong and things like that. Yeah. I, on various other platforms. But I only really started gaming myself when the likes of FIFA came out and Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. And I used to play them and like Gran Turismo, things like that. Uh, but I got right and into I got right into it. I used to, I used to, <laughs> I used to, get, I used to go into the early hours, like, really? and it caused a little bit of consternation, for want of a better word, yeah, with the wife, isn't it? with the wife, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've, uh, I did become an avid gamer, not so much now, I mean, I'm getting to the age now where I shouldn't be an avid gamer, I think, but I've still got consoles, I've still got a PlayStation 4. Right. I haven't played any. I think the last time I played on it was that. Is it the Lost and the Damned? The motorcycle one, the Grand Theft Auto DLC. Right. I played that about 18 months, two years ago. When I was 10, 11, when I was 11, I got a Sega Master System for Christmas. Was made up with it. I'd like basketball and hang on, a motorbike riding game. And I was made up with it. And then January went back to school and all the other kids had Mega Drives and took the mix. So I invented retro gaming. But I, w- I Nintendo 64 was where it peaked for me. I GoldenEye on Nintendo 64 yeah. was my I, favourite game. I remember getting the Atari 2600, two yeah, oh. with Pac-Man on, the original Atari, Pac-Man. Yeah. That yeah. was amazing as, yeah. a, as a kid, obviously. Yeah. And then went up through the gears with PlayStation 1, 2, 3. Yeah. But my particular... Favorite is see up there on the shelf with the projector. I've got a PS2, SSX Tricky, the snowboarding game yeah. is absolutely phenomenal. I used to stay up to like three, four in the morning playing it, and it just well, it was mind boggling. So, Flynn, what's your favorite console? And obviously, you haven't been here on the planet that long, but so favorite console, it's got to be the PS4. I just used to spend hours on that with mates. I used to spend I was just in PS4 parties playing. Obviously, GTA 5 came out on that console. Yeah. Fortnite came out on that console. All the Call of Duties came out on that con- console, and I just had a boss time on it. It was like going out with your mates. But I also like I also like the PS2. There was one Christmas where over Christmas and New Year's, me and my dad were just playing SSX City <coughs> like for hours, and it was amazing. But I'm a big gamer fan. I love different types of games, whether that's story games or online games. What do you What do you use now? Is it PS5? PS5 it is but now. PS4 is still a thing, though, isn't PS4 it? PS4 is still yeah, a thing, but PS5, it really is amazing, but I have better memories with my PS4. That's interesting, isn't it? That, 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 I mean, in terms of, like, the oldest thing I've got in our loft, a Game & Watch. Remember Nintendo Game uh, & Watch? Yeah. I've got Mario's Cement Factory. 
up in our loft, which is kind of cool. I mean, the original Tetris on the, the Game Boy was good Remember as well, wasn't it? Game Boy, yeah. The Game wow. Boys are phenomenal. It's mad the way that gaming's now such a big industry, yeah. isn't it? I haven't played computer games in a long, long time, but I could see like how it could get hold of you if the right thing came along. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's I only play them. I only have time to play at Christmas. I'm off for two weeks, and every year I'll buy like a driving game or something, and I'll play it, just camp out on it for two weeks, and then that's the end of it, then back to work. Yeah, yeah. no way. But now, are you still gaming now then, Flynn? Yeah, I've got loads of schoolwork, but when I do have the time, I do try and have a little gaming session, yeah. say with me mates or something for a few hours, but still do now and again. Yeah, and Melv, when you're not looking out the field with your binoculars, no, you, no, you don't, I haven't done that. Cook, Cooksy, are you no comments? You're a non-gamer, aren't you? I am a non-gamer. I have never owned a games console. It's never been anything that interested me. Our tune. <laughs> Okay, well, that was the PlayStation era oh, then. Well, what was there more? The more? Yeah, there's more. There's a oh, quiz. Yes, there is no, more. Yes, yeah. there is. I yeah. a quiz. quiz. It's PM's question time, isn't it? Oh, that's it. Oh. And as we that just needs been a theme tune, discussing, that. PM's yeah. question time. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? The quiz is going to be on like games and games consoles, and it's only a short little punchy quiz, just a little succinct. How many questions have you, have you done for us tonight? It's only five ball? questions. That's all it is. Uh, and I've tried to cover various subcategories of the gaming and gaming console categories. So hopefully you've all got pen and paper and we'll make a start. Games and consoles quiz. So it's just five questions. Go. Yeah. Okay, so question one. Which company owned and released the video game Donkey Kong? Just a one-word answer. And for question two, I need a year for this one. Right, we've been talking about PlayStations and different consoles. In what year was the Xbox 360 platform released? Now, it's in the noughties, I'll give you that. So it's between 2000 and 2009. Question number three. The rivalry between which two games series is considered, and I quote, the greatest rivalry in the history of sports video games? We need the two sports games that are considered the greatest rivalry. Right, question four. I like this question because this was one of the first games that I really got addicted to during my game and spell. Which late actor, great actor as well, provided the voice for GTA Vice City protagonist Tommy Vachetti? Say that again. Which late actor provided the voice for GTA Vice City protagonist Tommy Vachetti? I'm pretty sure he was in like Goodfellas or. Hang on, hang on. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Tip offs. Tip off, you know. Tip offs. Cubsy oh, doesn't name? do gaming, Just does give he? Me you the know what I mean? Code. <laughs> Boss actor as well. I like them a lot, like. And the last question, Paul, this harkens back to our experience with Chris in the quiz in the cookhouse. Interesting. Right. Put these Call of Duty games. In the order of their release, okay? Wasn't this a question in the quiz? Here's the four that you've got to decipher and put in the right sequence, okay? The release dates. COD Advanced Warfare. COD Ghosts. COD World at War. And COD Black Ops. So have a little look at them. Try and see what which was released first and get them in the correct order for me. And that 
concludes the quiz. And Flynn's already said that he's going to nail this. So that's your little short punchy games and consoles quiz. I hope all the listeners enjoyed it as well. And you know. I, think, I think some of them might struggle with that. Yeah, not being yeah. gamers. If they're not gamers, you know, like our Cugsy. Well, a little ed- bit of, educate themselves. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, just a little bit of. So a, come on, let's get the answers. Yeah, let's get it right. over with and move on to. Are something we all ready to? Yeah, we all ready to reveal the answers. Okay, so the first, which company owned released the video game Donkey Kong? What we all got? I've got Sony. Nintendo. 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 It is Nintendo. So Ooh. give yourselves a point there, unlucky Flint. Maybe a bit before your time, young man. Question two: In what year was the Xbox 360 platform released? Got 2005. 2007. 2006. 2003. It's 2005. Well yes, done, White Well done. I, I, think, I think they were all released to coincide with the PlayStation release. So, what PlayStation would that have been? Would that have been a PlayStation 2 or 3? Two. Two, two three, yeah. three, two. But well, anyway, it was 2005. Well done. And unlucky, everyone else. Question three The rivalry between which two game series is considered the greatest rivalry in the history of sports video games? Flint. I think it's FIFA and 2K, 2K being a basketball game. I've got Pez and FIFA. FIFA versus Pro Evolution Soccer. I've got NBA versus NHL. No, John and White all got it right. Yes, it's Pez, FIFA and Pez. Get in. FIFA and Pez, well done. And question four, which late actor provided the voice for GTA Vice City protagonist Tommy Vachetti? I'd put what James we- Gandolfini. I had put Gandolfini and then I changed it to Pesci. I put Tony Soprano. I think you might, sk- might kick yourselves here, you know. Flint. I put Tony Soprano. Is that James Gandolfini? Yeah. That's uh, way out the way for me. I didn't put an answer. Uh, well, I think he only died last year or the year before, maybe Ray Liotta. Oh, oh Ray no, Liotta. Yes. Ray Liotta, yeah. It all hell. This all hangs on a and now, how did you manage with putting these Call of Duty games in the order of their release? Who wants to go first? Right, so I got World at War, then then the original Black Ops, then Ghosts, then Advanced Warfare. Okay, we'll hold that then. Let's, anyone else want to tell me what they've got? I went... I got... I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went for Black Ops, World at War... Advanced Warfare and Ghosts. I went Advanced Ghosts, World at War and Black Ops. Well, one of you has got it spot on, and I'll give you the years. The first one was World at War, oh. 2008, followed by Black Ops two years later, 2010, then Ghosts in 2013, <laughs> and Advanced Warfare the year later. So that was Flynn, I believe, who well got that right. Flynn. He Flynn. did say get it right. Well done. Yeah. So add up your scores and well done, everyone. Even Cugsy, you had a go there. I think you got a couple right, got didn't you, mate? Or one at least. Got a big one. Uh, and that concludes <laughs> our <laughs> games and consoles quiz for this so what, podcast. How much did everyone get? I, I got a three. On Monday evening. Two. Two. One. I got one. Uno. Oh, yeah. So Raito is the champion, the quiz gamer. champion. Top gamer. Well done. Well, well done, everyone. Enjoy listen, that. On the subject, can I cut in? Just briefly, on the subject of Christmas, if anyone's out there in the South Liverpool area, just like to say that there is a Father Christmas. My dad is Father Christmas, and he is going to be appearing at St. James's Church on the this Saturday, the 18th of November, and 
he will be at St Columbus in Hunts Cross on the 25th of November. There's no charge to get in if you want to take your kids to go and see Father Christmas oh, in the grotto. So, so just shout, something, yeah. you know, if, yeah. So uh, just obviously because so some of them are a bad don't, rip off. Don't forget if you're enjoying the show, if you can share it on social media, the links are in the description. It's yeah. Pod Notes and the Pod Notes on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I'd just like to go on to the shout-outs, but I'd like to say on the shout-outs, uh, it's got a bit of a serious one. A girl I know from Hunts Cross, Tina Kobach, lost her son this week. He was only 21, died suddenly in his, in his sleep, I believe. Oh, and they're doing a GoFundMe page for her, so I will put the links on the description. Do, yeah. I'm going to donate £50 from the pod notes straight into the account uh, to help her at this difficult time. So if anyone can... Give two yeah. quid, give her five, and efforts water at this traumatic time. But we, yeah, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Okay. And anyone like to do a shout out? Shout out to Crypto Kev. He's catching up with the shows. Great that you're listening, mate. Shout out to Coley. Shout out to Jay Kendall, Jay Ryan, the usual suspects, everyone who's supporting us. Uh, everyone who's contributing to Lost in Music as well. It's amazing. I'm really enjoying the playlist. I love it. Back it's on. like all your mates, the Pod Notes playlist. It's like, you know, when your mates used to do your tape. Yeah, it's, it's like, like that, tape, but better it? Yeah. in it. It's just brilliant. So I'd like to b- big thanks to everyone who shared the show last week. It was massive. Got loads of the info feedback on the so coffee pod yeah. and stuff like that. The feedback's been immense. So thank you, thank you all for listening. Appreciate your time. Shout out to Father Spirit, and he's an Orthodox priest, and he talks about the spiritual warfare that's going on. So shout out to you, and yeah. Bell, have you got anyone? Yeah, I'd like to not forget our mate Sai. We'll give Shai a shout out. Sai's having a bit of a yeah. difficult time at yeah. the moment. Yeah, he's having a bit of a tough time. Yeah. But we all love him. And yeah. He'll uh, be all right. Yeah, hold on. One close. Uh, just the usual shout out to Lisa Potter. Uh, carry on with the memes, well, yeah. the, the the funny quotes and the uh, the, the lost of music. Facebook, yeah, yeah, the lost of music suggestions. Yeah, just before I go as well, a, a, a shout out to all the listeners and thanks for, you know, listening to the broadcast and yeah, and ground in the end credits as well because there's going to be a little trailer for next week as well oh. so a little, little spicy one in there for you and uh, this was the pod note and we'll see you in our dreams see you soon in the arms of Morpheus Join us next week when we spice things up with an award-winning restaurant owner.